Hello and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode 121, our Eurovision 2021 Grand Final Preview. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey, Ben. Hey, Mike. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and we're talking about the semifinal results and our predictions for this year's Grand Final. How's it going, Ben? It's a beautiful week for Eurovision, Mike. Such a delightful competition this year. Everybody has brought their A-game. Absolutely. It's sad that we've had to see 13 acts leave the competition, but everybody did their job, and I, I could not be happier. The thing that I think I have enjoyed the most is that the universe heard us disparaging the state of the American Song Contest and the state of streaming in the United States with regards to Eurovision, and the monkey's paw curled a finger, and for once, it wasn't a bad thing. Maybe it was the middle finger that curled this time. Yes, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Put those middle fingers up. Because I woke up and saw rumblings on Twitter about Peacock, NBC's streaming service, potentially having the contest this year. Went to Wikipedia, which is known as a great source to find out information like that. Mm. And there was a citation needed. So I'm like, well, I have Peacock on my Apple TV. I have Peacock on my computer. Let's open this up and see what pops up if I type Eurovision in. And what popped up were the semifinals and the final. And a few hours later, we were the citation. Funny how the universe works that way, just, you know? Just <laughs> like, yeah, just in delightful news, Peacock has picked up streaming of the Eurovision Song Contest for both this year and next year. And what's great is that it's on demand. Thank you, Peacock. Thank you, NBC. Yes, we're sorry about all of the horrible things we said and we're probably going to say about the American Song Contest. But <laughs> but for now, we're friends. And yes, uh, and the lesson here, slander works. So <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sue. Uh, uh, please, please don't sue us, NBC. We, we meant those things in jest. You can't, you can't prove it. Yes. If you have not had a chance to watch either of the semifinals, you can go on to Peacock. We will need to create an account if you have not done that yet, but it is on the free tier and it's commercial free. If you have not watched the semifinals and you are looking to go into the grand final completely fresh, you might want to press pause on this episode. We will be talking about what aired during the semifinals, stuff from the press center, and we may bring up things that happened during the rehearsals for the Big Five and the Netherlands. Our next episode will be dropping on Tuesday, where we will wrap up what happened at Eurovision 2021. If you would like to go into Saturday's show unspoiled, press pause now and come back when they start sweeping up the confetti in Rotterdam. Okay, let's talk about the first semifinal. Starting with who qualified, it was Norway, Israel, Russia, Azerbaijan, Malta, Lithuania, Cyprus, Sweden, Belgium, and Ukraine. Australia ended its perfect record for getting into the finals. Sorry, Australia. And that means Ukraine is the only country with a 100% qualification record. In terms of our own predictions, we got 7 out of 10. Eh. Eh. Yeah, we, we missed Azerbaijan, Norway, and Sweden. Although Sweden, I believe, was our 11th place. So I don't feel as bad about that one. But yeah, annoyed that we missed on Azerbaijan and Norway. Norway, my own feelings about it kept sinking. So that one was kind of a shock to me. Like, I figured of our angel and our devil, we were going to see El Diablo in the final. El, El Diablo was a lock. I thought Norway did a really good jury performance. And I think that that helped goose 
the score a little bit. I don't think it got in solely on jury points. It was a good live show performance as well. The whole jury final, there were a lot of technical issues, which I think may have jumbled things up a bit. Romania, Ukraine, and Malta all got to do do-over performances because there was an issue with the in-ear monitor thing. Like Romania, Roxanne was completely off time with the song and just could not find her spot. Yeah, I saw that one and it was just felt so bad watching that that first run through. She did a great job in the second run through, and I thought she held her own on the live show. You could tell that the nerves were still there, but it was stronger than a lot of the rehearsals that happened the week before. And I think I said this when we were talking about Romania back in our review series. We were just like, oh yeah, it probably won't make it in, but I'm going to be bummed if it doesn't make it to the final. And that turned out to be true. Here we are. Azerbaijan just kind of threw me in that every time I have seen that performance in the rehearsals and even in the live show, this is fine, but it's missing something. If it had been up to me, I probably would have swapped Azerbaijan and Croatia because I thought Croatia just nailed it on the night. That was a strong performance. I, I think that one was the biggest shock for me. But at the same time, this was a really strong semifinal and somebody has to come in last place. Like, I, I think... Everybody did what they set out to do. I don't think there were any bad performances, at least in the live shows. I, th- I think it did come down to song preference rather than this performance was terrible, this performance was goofy, this performance was not good. Like, I, I think all of the performances were good. It would not surprise me when we finally get that chart of who was 11th through 16th. It could shake out any way, really. Is it a case of five points separating 14th and 7th place? Because I could see that happen. During the live show, one of the cameras broke down while Ireland was getting set up, and that entry had to have been the bane of the stage crew's existence. I loved watching that performance in the rehearsals, but it wasn't until watching it on the night, just being like, oh, right, this is terrible for the arena audience. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're, they're just looking at this like woman just running around the stage, looking at a museum display, and just being like, okay, what, how are we supposed to respond to any of this? It looks great for the television viewer, but man, oh man, that, that must have been baffling for the live crowd. When I was watching on Twitter as that one was happening during the live shows, there was a mixed response to the end bit where we step away from all of the dioramas mm-hmm. and show the full arena, because I love that moment as somebody who loves seeing how magic tricks work. There's one particular entry in the second semifinal that I really want to see the in the arena footage of the behind the scenes of how the magic works. Did you have any other thoughts on the first semi or uh, should we hop into the second semifinal? I don't know. Just like at full Midwestern, I just think everybody did such a great job. They tried so hard. They did their best. Yes. And I hope they all had fun. I hope they all had so much fun. The one where I absolutely want to see the in the arena footage. Basically, I want the full Moldova 2018 video for Greece this year. We have the big arena shots and then all of a sudden green screen is happening. How does that happen? That is the step I want to know. I have seen one photo of mid-process where I'm like, of course that's how that works, but how do we get there? Let's talk about who made it through. We had Albania, Serbia, Bulgaria, Moldova, Portugal, Iceland, San Marino, Switzerland, Greece, and Finland. We were nine for 10. Yay. This was the one where I was just like, I don't know. There were like four or five that felt like locks, but that's a lot of the field left open. So nine out of 10 is not bad. We only missed Moldova. Watching the performances live, this didn't seem like the round of death that I think we were both anticipating it to be. I'm not really surprised by these results. Even Moldova, 
that one's a slight stretch, especially with some of the things that happened during the live show performance. But I, I think she gave a solid jury performance and maybe that's what carried it through. Maybe. I don't know. Every time I watch Moldova's staging at the contest, I get the mental image of Philip Kerkorov in the green room area acting like Amy Poehler in Mean Girls. That or like a Toddlers and Tierras moment where like he is the pageant mom doing all the choreography along. <laughs> Uh, and then he just runs up on stage, pushes her out of the way and be like, oh, just let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Yes. <laughs> that would amuse me greatly if somebody has the footage. I would like to see it. I mean, he probably has the footage. I mean, he's probably he, doing a selfie the he, entire time. He probably has the footage. It took me until an hour after the second semifinal to be like, oh, wait, Austria is not through. Uh, maybe I just got really gassed up on the hype in the room of just like, this is so impressive. It was staged very well, even though I still strongly dislike that song that's one that i'm really curious to see where it landed and yeah i I mean i think this is going to be one where there's probably not going to be much consensus between the televote and the jury Mm -hmm. although that would imply that these are all compromise entries and i don't think that's the case either oh man this semifinal is weird (laughs) oh it's it's so weird San Marino, Sunit is having the time of her life. She looks radiant every time she's on camera. She is living her best life, and I hope she does a seminar series on how you too can live your best life. I was just about to say that I would subscribe to her masterclass. Okay, how do we get that to happen? Yeah, so- <laughs> how, do we, how do we make this happen? Hello, Sunit's people. Watching the dress rehearsals and the jury performance and seeing Florida on stage, I had a genuine emotional moment. It's finally happening, and she looks so happy, and he seems to be not completely lost. It, like, I really, I think Florida has a much better understanding of what's going on than what we joke about on Twitter. Florida knows how to throw an arena show, guys. This is not his first rodeo. No, no. At the press conference following the semifinal, he was just like, yeah, this is great. And somebody asked if he would do the American Song Contest and have Sunit as his featured artist. And he seemed to be up for it. Fingers crossed to see if that actually comes to fruition. Book him now, Florida. One of the the elephants in the room, or perhaps not in the room, one of the members of Gagnamagnith had tested positive for COVID. Hmm. Yeah, I think from the press conference, they were getting ready to go on the bus when they got the, the diagnosis. That is just heartbreaking. So close, and yeah, it's just... Mm. Mm-hmm. So sad. On the other hand, I think that the final rehearsal that they are using as their performance was very strong. Absolutely. Yeah. And the way that they've been able to weave in the pre-recorded performances, because we had Montaigne's in the first semifinal and then Iceland's in the, this semifinal, it was seamless. Mm-hmm. In Montaigne's performance, the film quality is a little bit different, but Unless you're really looking for that, I don't think you would notice it. And then with Iceland's performance, they're not cutting to the audience. But I think people would have complained if it were live and they were cutting to the audience because there's so much visually happening in that performance. It's like, no, 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 don't cut away from the stage. I want to see what's happening next. I had thought when we were watching rehearsals last week that their staging was very smart in the way they use the stage and all of the elements. Because they've, they've got that wonderful bridge piece of LED that can come down that gets covered with all of the sprites from the game. Yes. And I want that as wallpaper and not computer wallpaper, like wallpaper for my house for a fun accent wall. Unlike other times where performers have tried to do something edgy and stop everything, the delayed gratification pyro weirdly works for me. Yeah, I had missed that because I was having buffering issues during the rehearsals because I think a lot of people were trying to see what Iceland was going to do. (laughs) And so 
every time that I was watching that performance, it would just keep like herking and jerking. And I did not know about the 15 second pause part at the end. I was reading about it later and I was like, Ooh, I'm not sure how that's going to play. And then seeing it actually happen live, you're like, Oh no, this works perfectly. And it's completely on brand. So yes, I 100% mm-hmm. co-sign. The one that I think shocked the room that didn't make it through just because you could hear it in the arena mm-hmm. was Denmark. When we were down to two, I, I was looking over the list of who was remaining. I'm like, well, Greece has to get through. And they did. And then I looked at who was left. I was like, Oh no. Mm-hmm. Because there are too many things I like still in this list. It seems like with Croatia not advancing and Denmark not advancing, that the whole 80s pastiche thing might not be working for people. And Mm -hmm. like if Greece was also knocked out in that, I would be shocked because it was a very well-delivered performance. But I wouldn't have been as surprised just based on what else has not been getting through. I would have bought Greece as like a shock out. I'm glad that Denmark has so much support because like, I, I I think they're they're going to be a pleasantly remembered crowd favorite. The internet response was huge, so I do not think this is the end for Firoflam. Yeah, we've got 20 acts that have moved on to Saturday's final, and the running order just came out before we started recording. Cyprus will be opening the show. San Marino will be closing. It's a really weird running order. <laughs> it is. It is. I do not envy the people who had to figure that out. Since there is no clear front runner, it seems like it's pretty evenly distributed. Like there are just as many favorites in the first half as there are in the second half. Looking at this lineup, I really feel like the only one who benefited from it was San Marino because they're going last. And (laughs) like everybody else is getting hurt in some sort of way. And I don't even think San Marino is getting helped all that much by going last. So yeah, it's a strange one. San Marino feels like we're ending the night on a good mood. This probably isn't going to win, but there's a lot of buzz about it. And again, we get to go out on a high. Yeah, but I can also see a scenario where it might win. Valentina Mineta's backyard 2022. Looking at the running order, I think that the batch between the United Kingdom and Spain, this is where we put a lot of the good ones. Like we have Greece there, we have Switzerland, we have Iceland. Iceland, they put as far down in the running order as they could. So I think that one has a chance. And I could totally see Iceland doing something where they are like second or third with the jury, second or third with the televote and winning the whole shebang. I had made the prediction when we talked about Serbia back in the review series that they could win the televote. And... I was a little shaky on that during rehearsals and stuff, but they already have half a million YouTube views for their performance. And this is two hours after the semifinal finished. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of support there. The one that I'm wondering is if they're going to pull a Kano and, and top the televote is Ukraine. Oh, yeah. We're in this Eurovision bubble where everybody knows about this song that's been out for about two months now. And... That is completely incorrect. Most people do not encounter the song until the live performance on the semifinal. So all the normies are discovering this performance. And even the people who knew the song and like saw the live performance, like they're just like, oh, now I get it. And it's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I have been screaming at you about for months. And you called me annoying. Please subscribe to my newsletter. So <laughs> <laughs> This is normally the time of the Eurovision year where we would be looking at the tea leaves of the final running order and what we know about the bookies and going, this is who the winner is. There are still six things in this race, at least. What is your prediction? Everybody's going to have a great time. I just want them all to have a great time. Would I like Iceland to win? Yes. 
if it doesn't happen, will I be fine? Yes, I think they did a great job. I think Dothy's going to be fine. He's already booking a U.S. tour for next year. I'm very excited. I will be fine. Ukraine would be a lot of fun. Malta would be a lot of fun, even though I think that Malta is weirdly early in the running order. Malta has had so many problems throughout this process, and it's frustrating because some of the problems are of their own making, and then other problems are monsters in the press room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I feel like Malta did not come in with a 100% figured out plan, and they've been reacting to everything instead of listening with one ear and filtering out good ideas and bad ideas. Mm-hmm. I think they're in a good spot now. I have a feeling the performance we're going to see on Saturday is going to have differences than what we saw on Tuesday. I have been quietly wondering if they are doing a little bit too much tweaking at this stage. And then we have the wild cards of the big five and the Netherlands. I don't see a path to victory for France. And I know that that is probably sacrilege and I should probably cut this out, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. <laughs> do I think France will do well? Yes. Could I? Do I see them on like the left side of the board? Yes. Do I see them winning? No. The performance is very arresting. The way they are shooting it is different from everything. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of the general Eurovision audience hears French and immediately shuts their brain off. The people who are coming in on the night on Saturday, even if there's a commentator telling them this song is about X, that just goes in one ear and out the other. It's a better version of France is going to France. But even if it does well with the jury, I do not see it getting enough televote support, especially because it's also going immediately after Ukraine, which... That's a fight. Ukraine is going to blast our collective senses. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be right after Lithuania, too. The Roop is Ukraine's warm-up act. People are going to be exhausted after (laughs) after those two performances. And it's like, oh, right, in France. And like that's going to be kind of on Mm -hmm. the come down. And then Azerbaijan is in there, which, granted, it's not the best song, but there's a lot of pyro in there. So it's just like, I don't know. People may just be overstimulated at that point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hope that that does not negatively affect the Netherlands, just because I think what they're doing with the song is the right staging for it. Mm -hmm. Here are the words. Here is what those words mean. And it's like the way that things sort of break and burst into color is just lovely to me. Yeah, the visual presentation is so awesome. And the fashion in that performance it's just like wow i'm I'm hoping it is well received by the live audience and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure it will be because it is the home team but yeah that one's going to be a moment and then it's also going to be followed immediately by italy oh god this lineup is weird <laughs> i'm really interested to see how italy plays on the night because on one hand i see a path to victory on the other hand it could just do very well like italy always does and if if happens i really hope it puts a fire under italy's butt because they've been doing very well for a number of years they do deserve to host again i too am looking forward to an eight hour eurovision (laughs) (laughs) imagine if they let toto host again oh no (laughs) mr oosterdahl (laughs) yeah just (laughs) europe stop voting now happens at 10 p.m eastern standard time Europe has gone to bed six hours ago. Any other thoughts before we leave this to the fates? I should have prepared something in Icelandic here and I don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) So Iceland is your pick to win? Iceland is my pick to win. I think I'm going to go with Ukraine. 
it's not just wishful thinking on my part. And it's not just me being like a total Ukraine stand. I mean, I, I think the public reaction after watching that semifinal performance is indicative of the biggest wow that is going to happen on Saturday. Given a Eurovision like this year where everybody's just doing their best, it makes sense that we're falling, that we're falling back on our on our default. Yeah. Of, of it's just like you, a Ukraine stand, me, an Iceland stand. We, we both have a path to the final. <laughs> it almost makes this whole podcast where they were just like, yeah, we're making these predictions, but we're just going to go with like just, <laughs> where just, our just allegiances like, lie. <laughs> just, just like, just like, just making the shruggy emoticon right now. Just make, just like, I don't know. I'm happy with it. Yep. Yep. All that I want is Duncan Lawrence on one iPad stand thingy, passing the trophy to Dothy Frere on another iPad stand thingy. Oh, yeah, that is something that we did not mention earlier, is that Duncan Lawrence has also been diagnosed with COVID. So he will not be able to uh, appear at the grand final, which is really unfortunate. He he, what, yeah. he did make an appearance at the first semifinal, and there was a pre-recorded bit during the second semifinal. Not having the winner pass on the trophy, especially a winner who's been waiting for a victory lap for over two years like that that's just wait so that's a note to end on uh, that's a fun note <laughs> so yes the grand final will air on saturday at 9 p.m central european time which is 3 p.m eastern here in the states you can watch it on peacock we also have on our website at eurowhat.com slash watch a list of all the broadcasters that have streams uh, available. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. That's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can follow the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. If you would like to support the show, we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Eurowhat. Show notes are in the description of this episode and on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. Next time on the Eurowhat, we'll wrap up the grand final with our special guest, Ryan Brazell.